This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Tuesday Takeover with Sam Bird on Fubar Radio. What's going on, guys? It is Sam Bird here taking over your Tuesday on Fubar Radio. If you don't follow me already, it's Sam Rock Bird on Instagram and Twitter. And you might not know who I am, so I'm going to tell you. I used to be on a show called Love Island in 2018. I'm now a DJ and I spin house and dance records all over the UK and all over Europe. And I have got a very, very special co-host with me today. He's a hype man. He's a glamorous assistant. And his name is Sammy Switch. Introduce yourself, Sammy Switch. Hello, my name is Sammy Switch. Thank you very much for having me, Sam Bird and FIBA Radio. I'm here. Go on, boy. Go on, boy. So anyways, Sammy, how are you feeling? I'm all right. I'm good. Excited, actually. This is nice. Okay, so obviously it's obvious that me and you are good friends. I think you can tell. Uh, by the way, we're looking at each other's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, and then we can talk about how we met, I guess. Okay, I'm a musician. <clears throat> uh, I'm a published artist with BMG. Ooh. Uh, oh, nice. I write songs for myself and others. I'm an artist. I'm going to be releasing some music soon. And basically, I'm the European Drake. <laughs> to put it simply. Um, to put it modestly. To put it, yeah. <laughs> I'm really fucking humble. So just so you know. Um, and we, did you ask me how we met? Well, that's what I'd like to come to because we're from completely different worlds. Yeah. Um, I was uh, a young boy from Norwich, uh, wanted to seek his dreams. Uh, and for some reason that came in the form of going on to Love Island, which we'll get into a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can ask me a few questions about that. Um, I then went into going into music and DJing and I went to the Brits after Pi. I was very, very lucky to be involved in that. Yeah. I felt a little bit out of place, I'm not going to lie. Can I be honest? <laughs> How honest can I be? You, yeah, looked, you looked a bit nervous, man. You were walking around like you looked, which I didn't expect from seeing you. I only watched a couple of episodes of um, of Love Island when my girlfriend forced me to, like most men say. But uh, I I didn't expect you to be so humble, so uh, so so cool. So when we met, it was a different experience. Since then, we've travelled. Where have you been? Um, well, I, we've been to Ibiza. We've been. You've been on. Uh, I've been on an island tour, which you came with me as well. Um, I've been. I've been the hype man. Of, you've of been the <laughs> hype man of the DJ sets, and we've become great friends. And it was like I went into that Brits after party. Do you know what? I wasn't even invited. I was a plus one. <laughs> I was a plus one, uh, and, and I was I really drunk. And I remember I was. I was. I think I was with the rudimental guys, and I was like. Hey, you're that guy from that show. Hey, Pat, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking around, walking into that. Um, it was the Warner party, and I could see Pink doing shots at the bar. Yeah. Dua Lipa was dancing yeah. on the dance floor. This is true. We had Jack Whitehall in the corner telling jokes, and I'm just standing around thinking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, should I be here? Didn't you get forced out of bed to go? Yeah, uh, I wasn't even going to go. I didn't really know. I didn't know, know it was a big deal. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a party. Oh, whatever. I've nah. been to loads of those. Nah, man, the Brits is everything for musicians. Now... Come on, man! Now that you're in the music industry, you know that you you wish to be at the Brits. Oh my god! Like, I didn't know. How, I just thought it would be a kind of a chilled party event. I didn't think it was. Gonna I didn't know what that. it was. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So uh, I was, and then when I got there, I realised that actually these are very big artists. That's it. And I'm someone that is 
trying to break into the music industry. That's it. I'm starting small. Uh, I'm DJing in, you know, just like the small nightclubs and stuff that's like that. It, that's it. When but I asked growing. you, that's the first thing I asked you. I said, what are you up to? What are you doing here? And you said, I want to be a DJ. And I said, listen, man, this is my manager. Let's make some music. And that's how it started. Exactly. Uh, and I think it's weird when I say to people I DJ, they do take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, I think they think I get a laptop I'm not gonna lie. and I press play. First time I came to one of your sets, I remember whispering in your ear saying, <laughs> I, <laughs> you're actually pretty good. <laughs> I hate when people say the word actually before or something. Yeah. Like, you're actually really like, nice. I thought actually, you would actually be <laughs> shit, yeah. but... You, yeah, you, actually, you know what you're doing. Uh, and I think everyone just thinks with myself it's just come out of nowhere I've always known how to do it a little bit it's only just now I've been given a platform to think to myself I could do this as a career and actually earn money from it listen I've seen you get some crowds lit boy lit so boy we got Sammy on the hype man ting <laughs> mad ting there mad ting and since then obviously becoming friends you've been on tour with me and you've like said you've you've done some hype man tings yeah that's it uh, getting the crowd going and we've actually made some songs together that's it that's it so you're gonna play one of them we're gonna play one of them so basically the first song I wanted to bring out was a funny idea that we had in a bar I believe yeah and we were just having a few drinks and we were a producer and I think I just watched the documentary Fire Festival yeah 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 so if anyone's seen that documentary they all know it was basically a massive festival uh, that they were going to bring acts and influences onto an island and it was going to be the most exclusive party in the whole of the world which turned out to be a massive flop and basically, flop there was of the century, man. it was the flop of a century. And uh, the guy who run it, he basically scammed lots of people um, out of their money. Yeah. And he was involved in a massive scam and was joined by Ja Rule. Yeah, man. The famous Ja Rule. Do you remember some of his tracks? <laughs> of course, <laughs> man. No, no, of course. But the worst thing about that documentary is <clears throat> at the beginning of it, Ja Rule and I forgot his name now, the other guy. They all look so excited. They believe. They believed it. Man. Oh, they believed. They it. believed it. But that's when it was a buzz. There was a public social media buzz about it. And he said to me, "I've got this idea. Um, if you can help me." <clears throat> um, and the words you said to me were, uh, "I think we actually were in a, in a lift in Shoreditch House." We're in a lift, yeah. yeah. And you said, uh, "How about an idea like?" We're gonna shut it down at the fire festival, and I was like, "Okay, let's run with it, man." And, and then just two do a days funny later, dance track, and we went to the studio, got and drunk, we got <laughs> drunk, and we started like recording this this song. And it was, um, yeah, it was a kind of a funny idea. No one had done a song about this fire festival. I thought it was very ironic. I didn't want to come out with a song which was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna make it be really, really serious." This is a song about love, blah blah. I want to do something funny. And what was interesting is that obviously I'm involved in, I guess I hate this word. I hate it. It's called the influencer. I hate that word. Oh my God, I quit. It's horrible. No, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. However, I got put into... A category. A category. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, you know, they're my friends as well, get paid to post on Instagram. Yeah. And what yeah. the interesting thing about the Fire Festival is that they were paying the likes of the Kardashians, uh, Kendall Jenner, to post about this Fire Festival yeah, yeah, using yeah. an orange tile. Yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 I do. Using an orange tile. And they were getting them to post and... Because they were using very influential people, the public were believing that this was a real festival, this yeah. was going to happen, this was going to be the best thing ever, their favourite celebrities were going to be there, and it's very interesting how the world can be influenced by so quickly, so quickly by these people, and it's just a paycheck for them at the end of the day. That's it. I hear that. Um, and I think it's something like Instagram need to look at because it's but, very interesting that people are posting about all these things, they might not necessarily like them. You know, you've got the... 
you see teeth whitening posts you see you see, know yes, yeah. you see all but, these but things then, but, it's, but it's, this is important that people know as well because I, something that about you that people don't know or wouldn't know is that you said I'm going to do this kind of as a as a way to enter the music industry but slowly get get taken seriously and make more serious mm. music which you have been doing um, which I respected because you were like you let's, let's, let's be honest it was a bit gimmicky because it was a buzz at the time but we still made a banging song out of it we made a banging song out of it and before I play it I will tell you now, when I brought out the song, the official Fire Festival Instagram <laughs> yeah. and Twitter account... I can't believe they still have an Instagram That they still have account. reposted the music video Jesus. on their page. I can't believe So that. at least they took a sense of humour on the song. Yeah. And, yeah, the guy who runs it, who I think's probably in prison still, um, whoever runs that account played the song, which we're going to do now. Yeah, from prison. So this is <laughs> Fire by... Yours truly, Sam Bird. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that yeah. was Fire by Yours Truly, Sam Bird. What a banging track that is that for your is Tuesday takeover with myself and my co-host, Sammy Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I actually, yeah, I remember making that song, having a laugh in the studio, and that is what making music's all about. This is it. Because we are from totally different worlds. That's true. Um, you know, from a... Nice little little countryside um, house background in Norwich, and I made my way to London and moved here and started doing all bits and pieces. And we have Sammy Switch from Reading. Yeah, boy. And you've got quite a story about your music career, and you know you've been through some times. You've got some stories. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Why are we going to talk about them? Let's now? talk about <laughs> let's talk about those things. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask me about myself. In this manner, what do you want to hear? Well, we just need to know about yourself. And, you know, like, you obviously, from a young age, uh, was rapping. I went, okay, yeah, I started off as a rapper. I mean, actually, I started off, I reckon, writing poetry, man, because my father is an Arabic poet. And then I moved into secondary school where grime was literally at the beginning of its core, of its growth. And everybody was spit spitting eight bars off a phone. <laughs> I'm actually serious. It's yeah, I can relate. Yeah, I can could, relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am sure they had the same thing in Norwich. And and <laughs> I, I had the I had the uh, yeah. I just built built a name, built a name around that. Um, just just being a good grime MC man. And then eventually started writing songs. Got signed to Black Magic uh, at 15. Um, and since then have not stopped. Yeah, man. That sounds good. And you've got lots of new music coming out. Lots of new music. We're going to play one of the tracks uh, today, later in the show as well. It's called yeah, Icarus. Exclusive. Is that, is, is, that how, is that Icarus, yeah? Yeah, Icarus. Icarus. What's the message? <laughs> uh, uh, basically, all my friends say that I fly too close to the sun. That may be with my lifestyle, with the way that I, I go out. Um, mm. Do you know what? My, my, when I used to go out as well, like on... Um, like consecutive days and I was going out and I was drinking and stuff like that uh, my dad always go he always used to say you're, you're burning the candle at both ends there Sam yeah listen always used to say that I always feel like so like I've heard right, the same dad. thing yeah and the thing is I've been burning the same burning, I've been burning the candle at both ends for so long too man so it's uh, it's a basically a story about how I know or I tell myself I'm fine when people worry 
But let's get back to that, man. I think you've got. Um, you've told me you've got some exciting guests, and I actually want to hear who they are because you haven't told, you've I told do, me. I do. I do. So, as well as banging music, I have got some special guests. So Talk the first guest is a very, very special friend of mine, uh, and it's none other than Dr. Alex. <laughs> okay. Now, do you know Dr. Alex? You actually quite when I talk about him, you find it really funny yeah. that I just refer to him as Dr. Alex <laughs> yeah. all the time. You're never like my friend Alex. You're, whenever you tell the story, you're like, oh, when, oh, I'm actually going to wait for you to tell that story how you walked into that festival. But um, oh, you forgot yeah, about yeah, that. We, yeah, we talk about that. But you always say, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go and cop with Dr. Alex. I'm like, brother, it's just your friend Alex. Like, <laughs> you don't okay. say. You don't say. I'm going to go hang out with rapper Sammy Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just can't help it. <laughs> it's always Doctor to, to me that his first name is Doctor. I just I was on your phone a second ago and literally a text came up from Doctor Alex. Yeah, that's the WhatsApp I got it saved it's, as well. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. And do you know what's actually really great? If there's ever a health problem or worry, you literally can just text your mate and say, "Why is this happening?" And, and that really has happened. So do you know when we went to Ibiza? Uh, you want a stag do? And I was yeah. there as well, and yeah, I started yeah, to get yeah. really ill. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And I started to get really ill, and I, I was pretty like just kind of run down. I had like. I mean, it sounds a bit disgusting, but I had like ulcers like on my like yeah, in yeah. my mouth, and I, and I was getting like flu, and I was yeah. coughing and stuff like that. But I was out in Ibiza, and I was like, "You've got to make the most of it." I literally do just not. To give, just to give some context, I was in a stag doing and in Ibiza, and Sam was DJing in Ibiza, and we met up and ended up spending three, four days together. But yeah, you were really run down, and you can usually go for days. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was kind of like in the middle of like touring, and you know. I was drinking and having a good time, and it was all fun. But you drink, bro. I have, you know, I, I have a few drinks <laughs> no, here and there. Bloody way. I have a few drinks here and there. Uh, but yeah, as uh, I mentioned earlier, as my dad would probably say, oh, it's probably burning the candle at both ends. And um, basically, yeah, I felt really ill, and I was like, I actually feel like I want to see a doctor, but I don't know where to go. I'm in Ibiza. Let me I'm just going to text Dr. Alex. Is he coming in? He's coming in. No, he's coming in. Dr. Alex coming in. So, Wicked. if you're feeling a bit under the weather, I mean, it has been raining today. Um, I did come here with a day. <laughs> I did oh, yeah, walk so I mean, tell, tell the listeners <laughs> how you arrived to the studio today. Well, I have just had my hair did. <laughs> so, I get. So, Sammy has got some braids going on. Yeah, I've got some braids going on. And if they get wet, then. Uh, Basically, if they get wet, then they get ruined, and I can't afford to keep on getting them done once a week. It's too much. It's just too much money. So I decided to pull out a T-shirt out of my bag, <laughs> and I was walking around uh, London with a T-shirt, stopping the rain from ruining my hair, so I still look pretty. <laughs> and you look very pretty. Thanks, Amelia. Uh, so, yeah, we've got Dr. Lights coming in. He's a very interesting character. Can't wait to see him. Other guests include a good friend of yours uh, and mine. Cameron Bloomfield. Yeah, boy. So Cameron Bloomfield is an artist and he has got brand new songs coming out. He's got one today that we're going to play also later in the show. I cannot wait to hear uh, that. Sammy's going to take the lead on that one because you're kind of best friends. Yeah, we've been working together a lot recently. We've got an EP coming up soon and he is kind of my idol. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get to know him and obviously uh, the listeners... I'm going to get to know him as well. Yeah. And then the last guest, we've got Kevin Adams. Now, this is uh, a random Sick. one. Kevin Adams is uh, someone that used to... He's been in the industry in terms of like the celebrity industry uh, for a long while. He was on a show called Fame Academy. He's been a celebrity personal trainer. And he was a very, very good friend to uh, Jay Goody, whose documentary came out uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so... 
we like to keep things as you know lighthearted as possible. Uh, but he's got an interesting story, and he was friends with uh, someone was a great woman. So we'd like to hear about that. Um, we have got Dr. Alex coming very very soon. So before we do that, we're going to play another record. Okay. Okay. I, I, I sound a bit like you know like Foxy from the radio. We're going to play a record for you guys. <laughs> what record are you playing next? Um, so as you mentioned earlier. You <coughs> apparently were at the Brits party uh, no with uh, Rudimental. Yeah. Well, I mean, we said hey. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, you were with him. So yeah. basically, my it's not him. There's four of them. So right. check us up. So check us up. <laughs> so we're, sorry, he was of all four members no, I of Rudimental. I was one of them. Anyway, <laughs> let's get past that shit. <laughs> anyway. Do you know Rudimental? Whatever. Yeah. You really know Rudimental. Well, and you're good friends with, actually, we were going to try and get him on the show, but he couldn't come to the end. Thomas Jules. Used so we to, give, yeah, let's used give to Thomas Jules a shout out. Yeah, because he, could, he was going to come today, but he's not feeling too great. He was toured with them for many years, and he wrote songs with Anne Marie, and he was going to talk about songwriting and um, a lot of different stuff. But yeah, he couldn't come for, for, for whatever reason. So shout out to Thomas Jules. Yeah, he's a great guy. I remember actually we, we went to, was, it was Brighton. It was a party in Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? What was the event? Oh, Great Escape Festival. Great Escape Festival. Yeah. Great Escape Festival. So this is why it's all new to me because all these like music festivals and stuff like that, I've just started to go to, like I've completely detached myself from go into some of the shit parties like OK Magazine. <laughs> yeah. So that's, by the way, now I've just said that, that's that deal out of the way. <laughs> yeah. That's gone. You can't get married and go in OK Magazine anymore. Yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why it's gone. Oh, no. The thing it's is, like, like that, those, pa- those parties are just, I've been to them before, do you know what I mean? And you yeah. have, you know, people from all the different reality shows and they all just seem to be competing against each other. But because me- realistically, they all compete online for you know the followers and the likes and stuff like that let me put it this way i mean to a couple of those also i'm just saying that i wouldn't be sat here with you if you weren't real and i've been to a lot of people these met a lot of these people and a lot of people these people are fake and i and that's why i think that it's great that you've moved into something where you don't have to be fake in every room you go into no and i think it's one of those ones where everybody shares something in common at those parties and it's just quite a superficial thing. When, you know, you go to, when I went to the Brits, you know, kind of uh, after party, I felt like I didn't fit in there because everyone had all these amazing talents. Yeah. But in terms of like how I was taken as a person, everybody was much more accepting and friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, you know, these people in the music industry, they, they're just so creative. They don't care who you are and what's got going on. Just if you're a real person. Yeah. You know, you're all in the same room. Like you're all creative people. Like one of the things I was just so surprised about was, I like I said, I've been to a OK magazine party, and someone from probably like the Anywhere's Essex or something like that was just quite rude to me. He said hello. I was new to the this going to these parties. And Got you. It was just quite rude. Just just, just dismissed it. Got you. I went to the the Brits party. I don't know if I've mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was there. Just in case everybody hadn't heard. <laughs> Sam Bird went to the Brits party. <laughs> yeah, as a plus one, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I met the um, the Camel Fat boys. Okay, sick. Now, Camel Fat are, like, heroes of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're two house tech DJs. They've, this year, they've taken over Ibiza. Um, they've had their residency at High, one of the biggest clubs in Ibiza. Yeah. And 
they were just they were so nice. We stayed in contact. Uh, when I went over, they put me you know backstage, and I met the boys, and they were just nice, and they gave me advice about DJ and stuff like that. They didn't need to do that. They're multi-millionaire DJs, yeah, and they were so friendly. That's so lovely, man. Do you know what it is? I think <clears throat> it's because musical uh, a lot of musicians struggle for so long, and they're so passionate that when they do break the ice, they've been in places where people they've been uncomfortable or they've been in those situations so it's much more natural for them to be more open arms yeah you know what I mean so yeah man I feel like we sh- I want to hear a song right now you want to hear a song okay yeah. so before we hear from the one and only Dr. Alex we're going to play a rudimental song because you are friends with them uh, so this is Rudimental with Feel the Love Tuesday Takeover with Sam Bird on Bar Radio Yes, yes, we're back with myself, Sam Bird, on the Tuesday Takeover. And finally, he's arrived. I have arrived. Yay. He's arrived now. It's the one and only Dr. Alex. Welcome to the show. Mate, uh, thanks so much for having me. Can I just say, I'm a bit flustered, you know what I mean? Because London is the worst place for driving. And I got, I was like, I'm going to be on time. And then all of a sudden hit a roadblock. Got here, I thought, right, I'm going to be on time. I'm going to sprint up the stairs, no problem. You can't pay anywhere to park. You've got to do it through your mobile phone. <laughs> they want all your digits. They want your life digits. They want your passport details. Okay, you Jesus, I think like but I'm here. I'm here. I'm you're here. You. And I'm happy you're here, man. And we, I feel like we've all had a funny story of getting here today. Just before you arrived, I told about uh, a story just how, how I arrived. I came here with a t-shirt on my head, not to ruin my hair. So people were looking at me like a weirdo. <laughs> right, okay, okay. I can see but, why they're looking at your hair. You don't want it to start going puffing up. That like that. It's those braids. It's those braids. It's yeah. those braids, baby. It's those braids, baby. <laughs> What's going um, on? Oh yeah, I was going to say, I thought you'd be on time because you are a bit of a car fanatic and I thought you'd be driving some sort of like Aston Martin type car. What are you driving? What um, are you driving at the I've, moment? I've got an AMG C63S, so it's quite quick, but you can't use it in London really. It's just impossible. It's pointless. I might as well be in a 1.0 or whatever, <laughs> to be honest. It's all wasted in London, but I'm it's fun anyway. Yeah, it's, it's cool. fine. It makes a nice noise. It makes a nice noise. It upsets the neighbours though. That's the problem. They get really upset with it. But Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not like that much of a car fanatic myself I, I asked like I, I knew what car you were I was going to say when you asked about, about what car you were and he said the AMG <laughs> special <laughs> 1.8 or whatever it was you just were like ah someone like, listening cool. will be like I respect that that's fine someone listening someone like, yeah, knows yeah, what that 100%, is 100%. 100%. but yeah as soon as you went off topic you just listened to the word petrol diesel and then that was it <laughs> yeah all I know is it takes you from A to B a to B, that's what I like to Not hear. very quickly in London, that's no. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eventually, okay. you did get to B, and you're here. I got to B, got to bird. You got to be the bird. Nice. And obviously, it's a very, very interesting interviewing someone that, you know, is a very good friend of mine. And let's tell the listeners, because they might not know, I have explained that I was on a show called Love Island, and Dr. Alex was too. I was, yeah. We were there together, mate. We were there At together. At the same time. Exactly <laughs> the same time. So, yeah, we met on the show. I haven't explained kind of much about like my experience on the show yet. So I kind of wanted to wait for you and just. It's probably for the best you don't, to be honest. Like <laughs> me, so, but the least the least we talk about our experiences on that show, the better it might be. Well, I know, well, that's not t- true. You came off. The, yeah, you I think we're talking about, mate. I sort of. <laughs> I came out. I came out of a relationship. You did actually. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You did. Okay, I I moved in with. We won't. We won't. Do you know what? We're not going to mention yeah, that. Yeah, How did that yeah, go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's too deep. Let's just say. How's she doing? It's come to an end. Yeah. 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 Fair. Let's just say that one's come to an end. We can talk about it later because yeah. weirdly enough. I have just filmed another TV show with said person. So with we can person. go into that. Okay. 
When you're um, ready, when you feel ready. When I, feel, I heard, when I, I feel emotionally available, <laughs> yeah, I will go into that. I heard that you are filming something at the moment. Am I? Well, I've just been doing um, Celebrity MasterChef. But okay. Unfortunately for me, well, I don't know. I think I did quite well. I got to the quarterfinals. Oh, amazing. Uh, I haven't got any further. But to be honest, I was a novice cook. Um, I did it because I was actually. You know, I think in life you just got to throw yourself in the challenges. I think me and mm. you, Sam, have talked about this before. You just got to try things and see what mm -hmm. happens. And um, the opportunity came up. And actually, I'm more and more interested in cooking now with like kind of health mind, if you like. And because I'm training and stuff like that, I was like, right, this is a good opportunity to see if I can cook healthy and tasty fo food. Um, unfortunately, You'd at the start, it didn't go so well. I cooked undercooked chicken. Oh. Um, that's Which isn't good. ideal. That's not but ideal, is it? In my defence, it was because I, I practiced this. Yeah, you don't. There's no such thing. I, pra I practiced this dish, right? Um, a cocker van and I did a peanut puree with a Dijon mustard mash. Ooh. Beautiful, absolutely mm. beautiful. Smash. But on the day, they gave me a, a thigh with a bone in it, and I didn't know that if you have a thigh in your chicken, it takes much longer to cook. No, so when I, didn't. I put the plate in front of uh, the judges, thinking oh, I've smashed this, Jim, you're, you're quietly confident. I've done well here. And then only to realise when they cut it open that it was raw. My my face must have just gone. Oh, oh my no. god! Have you not seen it yet? Oh no! I, I watched it back. It was it was really painful. Your face is raw as the yeah, chicken. It was, it was painful. <laughs> yeah, it was. It literally was. Oh, I went like shit. rosy instantly. I was like, oh, what have I done? Oh, oh my god! What? Wow. Oh, hell! That was oh hell! It was like hell. I wouldn't have known that either, though, man. That's the, that's yeah. uh, fair enough. Oh, I know. I know. That's one of those things. Well, in the light of Master Chef, uh, later we actually have uh, a few questions uh, that are cooking related to see if you've learned from your mistakes. <laughs> Yeah. Of undercooked chicken, <laughs> and we'll see if you have done a bit more research since then. Uh, if, you've some... if you've moved from novice to amateur, yeah, yeah. To, to, so we've got some basic better. cooking yeah. questions. So see if you can do slightly better on that one. And obviously, 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 <laughs> you are a doctor. I am a doctor. Yeah. You are a doctor, and we know that because I was speaking to Sammy. So Just you don't know Sammy. Sammy's a good friend of mine. But every time I mention you. He he says, "Why do you call him Doctor Alex?" I find it hilarious. He's <laughs> like, "It's your saying... friend Alex." <laughs> yeah. But I don't call you that ever. Yeah, I do no find it. That. It's yeah. Only people from the show say that though. Like in A and E, no one would say Doctor Alex. I know that's weird. But that's even the patient, in A and E, well, yeah. If, yeah. If a patient recognises me and goes, "Oh, you're Doctor Alex from the show," but if I was talking to like one of my bosses or my colleagues or whatever, they'd be like, "Alex," you know. It's odd, really. He's like DJ. It's like he's DJ Sam. Yeah, yeah. Like I, think, I think we should bring that back. We should bring that back. Um, I think we should only call each other by our jobs. No, we should only. No, we shouldn't. I said to him that that's like calling you like rapper Sammy Switch every single time. You exactly. can't do that. Exactly. But it's funny because uh, every single time that he mentions you, even if it's like a story about uh, you were telling me a story about how you got into a festival one year or something. Oh, oh yeah. Should we, should we <laughs> speak about that? Yeah, that was <laughs> okay. that was chaos. That was. We have got a few stories I want to talk about. So, but the fact is, when he tells his stories, he never goes me and my friend Alex. But the thing is, then you'll talk about another celebrity friend who will be like a big celebrity friend. Oh, and well, as to <laughs> no, 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 no. As, as, as big I'm as, a as I'm very happy. As, you know what I mean? As, That's as right. big as Dr. Alex. <laughs> as big as Dr. Alex. But you'll say, but but I'm saying you'll 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 go, oh my mate, whatever. Really casually, but every time you pronounce Dr. Alex, you say it really proudly. Oh, <laughs> with the doctor you, before, mate. like ah. So Dr. Alex is. So I was just with Dr. Alex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you catch that, but he's a doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've had some like really fun times like since the show we've both been doing different things and I kind of just said actually earlier I've mentioned it about 20 times but I went to the Brits after party right no way <laughs> I mentioned it about 20 times That's and it's like fun opportunities like that that we never take for granted that 
are just really great experiences. And as you mentioned earlier, like one of like the funny things I remember was going to uh, SW4 Festival. Which is how it happened was hilarious because I was like, I'm in a, I was in a pub in Clapham, wasn't yeah. I? Number 32. Of course you were. Always in, Clap- always in Clapham. Always in Clapham. Yeah, yeah, always yeah. in number 32. He, if you want, not, do you live in talk- Clapham? Yeah, I do. But I, even if I did, if I lived in Wales, I'd still be he'd always food. be in Clapham. <laughs> Why? Well, basically, when I used to say, "Do you want to go out for a drink?" He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, whereabouts in Clapham?" No, he doesn't venture out <laughs> of Clapham. I don't leave Clapham. Doesn't century. leave Clapham. I actually checked the postcode to make sure that <laughs> yeah. the bars within that. Clapham. Have you been to the police with the crazy girl upstairs and the fun? Oh, the swingers, you mean? Well, swinging? No, I'm that's sure called swingers, isn't it? It's like, it? Well, it's it like might be. Big, yeah. Like upstairs, there's like a, it's like a bar, but there's loads of, there's like crazy golf. And is like, that in Clapham? Oh, God, there we go. I'll, have to, I'll go there because it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I, at that day, I was in this pub and I said, "Oh, Sam, what are you doing today? It's a nice day. Come along." So well, actually, I'm going to ask them before. You had, you had tickets that you'd actually. Purchased. I actually tickets. purchased. Um, so I was sat there, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'll come for a beer beforehand." We had a few beers, and beerios went, went by, beerios. and they were like, "Do you know what? Should we should we try and go over?" So I came over with you, and first of all, like, "Oh, we'll say goodbye to you, whatever." And then all of a sudden, once we it got was your there, mate, it was your yeah, mate. Yeah, my mate Sam went up and said, "Look." Thing is, uh, t- we'd love to come in, you know, but obviously, you know, some of us have tickets, and we may or may not have got in, which well, I felt very it, bad about, really. Yeah, but we his, his mate, his mate, just like blagged us in. He was like, "Pretty much." I am their PR, and we need to sort this out we now. Need to go in now. We need to go in right now. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's too much. He blacked it amazingly. They can't, he was amazing. He pretended like we, you know, we were f- like really, really like yeah, yeah, special matter yeah. proper. But we're proper, yeah. And they were like, "All right, yeah, go on in." We went in, and to be fair, when we got towards the crowd, because this is straight after the show, mm. so all and it's you know, there's youngsters at this festival, so they're all very excited. Oh, they went. It's mad. very fresh it out. Crazy. It's very fresh. So. In their mind, they've literally just seen us come off TV, so they they all get excited. You know, they're, they're, they're youngsters; they want yeah, selfies yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it starts going mad, and people are coming up to us, and we have this massive crowd around. We're getting us. pulled, like pro- we're getting pulled. Pull pull so yeah. the um, I've been there with you in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I've had that before when <laughs> yeah. he's been there and on like my like, island to- tour. Yeah, anyway. he was getting annoyed. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, "They're children, Sammy." <laughs> I, I, so. I just wasn't used to um, <laughs> that kind of was it. I don't know when it was the mania, yeah. the mania, yeah. the mania of it. So yeah. basically, yeah, they got went a bit mad. And well, then to be fair to the the people, the event organizers and bands as whatever saw it and were like, "Listen, just come in here for a minute," because it was a bit, you know, I was a bit like, "I'm not used to this. This is scary. yeah, yeah, it's weird. So we ended up coming out of that space. And anyway, long story short, we ended up backstage with that example, all the artists and Crazy. stuff like that. Who to us? So like, I was like, "Oh my." God, that is example. Yeah, yeah. Next thing they you were recognising us, which is yeah. weird. Next thing you know, uh, Jack Jones and all that stuff were like, "Yeah, come on stage mm. with us." Uh, examples got us in his golf buggy, whizzing us around to his set. It's like, yeah, what yeah. is mad. going on? That's it's mad. Carnage. It was weird being like recognised by people that like. Okay, uh, to be fair, at that at skilled that time, people. yeah, very skilled <laughs> people. I mean, being a doctor is quite a skillful thing to be, but. Not, not in terms of this. But stuff, though, yeah. I think, yeah, I think people just didn't really, you know, when when you've got artists that are at their place of work, yeah, you know, when they're, you know, and they've really been through it and they've made it and yeah, stuff like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and them to recognise you because they were saying, like, for example, for example, example, <laughs> uh, example he's, that, yeah. you example know, key. my best friend now, um, yeah, yeah. and his uh, wife, they he'd been on tour and they was in, like they used to watch it. While they're on tour, that's how they recognised us. It's mad, isn't it? He's a great guy, by the way. Lovely Such guy. Such a nice guy. Like he was, he was really cool. Yeah, he's I mean, a really nice guy. And obviously, like you know, I stayed in touch with him, and we're doing songs with him and whatnot. We're doing songs and stuff, and he's got a brand new song as well. We're going to play later. Um, so yeah, basically, we're going to ask you some questions now, Doctor Alex. Go on, then. Go these, on. these are these are questions that people have asked for Twitter. Okay, okay so cool. I did a tweet earlier. I did a bit of tweet earlier, and. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions, okay? okay? So we've got Lindsay on Twitter. Hi, Lindsay. 
Lindsay on Twitter, uh, and she asked, how do patients react when you arrive to treat them in the hospital? It actually, do you know what, it's funny, it, it depends. It, it, I do find it if odd. If they recognise you specifically. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at the moment I work a lot in recess for that reason. If I work in minors, because people are actually quite well, then I don't want to spend my time doing like selfies and stuff. I actually, when I'm at work, I'm quite serious. Obviously, you see that jokey Dr. Alex messing around, but when I'm at work, I'm actually quite... You wouldn't want me to be joking around. I'm being serious. So, um, when they do, I'm like usually like, hi, how's it going? But people actually are really respectful. When I'm at work, they realise that I am there to do mm, the job. So rather than be like, let's do selfies, whatever, which I do get sometimes, most of the time it's like, hi, Dr. Alex, that's it. And that's yeah, easy, because yeah. I was really worried when it came off the show, like, what if I can't just do my job? It'd be a really, really weird situation to be in, but thankfully it hasn't been a problem. And then uh, next question, Charlotte has asked, can you make an appearance at her birthday? At her birthday? <laughs> well, it's in Clapham, that's the question. If, if, it's, it's, it if it's not in Clapham, you're in trouble, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, if it's in Clapham, Number he might be able to Clapham make it. Saturday, I'll probably Anything outside the area, no. no. Yeah, make uh, your birthday <laughs> in Clapham. And no, specifically number 32. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, speaking of you being a doctor, I did say to Sammy earlier, I was in Ibiza and I got a little bit run down and I just said to him what an amazing thing to do, I could just text my doctor friend yeah. we were in Ibiza and together. ask him, exactly, and, 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 and ask him a question and, and then you helped me out. You sounded proper ill, to be fair. I, I remember, oh, you were, I was like, mate, you need to take it easy. Do you remember, I gave you a proper like, doctor telling. He was burning the candle at both ends. He was. Was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was about, it was about a 17-day tour you were on and it, <clears throat> I was on the stag dude in Ibiza and he had a gig, so he was like, let's meet at the same time. And we met at the same time, we stayed in the same hotel for a couple of days. And um, I've never seen, always Sam's got so much energy from all the tours we've done. And as you know, just to see you, we went to Ocean Beach and that cost a lot of money. Mm. He literally just laid there like this in the fetal uh, position. Not honestly, too, you know, too much drinking. Exactly. Um, and he said, I can just text a friend instead of calling a thing. Exactly. Yeah. But before that, I was hosting the parties and I've got a funny story actually. Go on. Um, because I kind of wanted to talk to you actually about something really important that's uh, like sexual health. Um, obviously, not only, you know, with like young adults, but with everybody. And basically, I was uh, hosting a party, I was DJing. And one of the, um, the DJs wanted to play a game, it was called Co Go Fetch. Okay, so Go Fetch. So basically, I had to call out items uh, for contestants to go fetch them and give them back to me. And the last person to give you back that item would be knocked out. And people would be knocked out until they revealed a winner who'd win some champagne or something like that. Yeah, cool. So it'd be like, go grab a handful of sand from the beach. And they'd all have to run to the beach, grab how's that, and then pass me the sand, right? Cool. And it got to the point where I was like, oh, I couldn't think of anything. So I said, grab me a condom, okay? And not one person in that whole bloody place had one, did they? So <laughs> not a single one. So there Come was. On, I want to hear this. I was no. I was actually pleasantly surprised Good. that I got. I think. Everyone did eventually. Out of the four contestants left, I got three condoms. That's really good. And I saw people really at this good. pool party taking condoms out of their pocket, out of their bum bags. So I don't know if it is bad that I was pleasantly surprised. Do you seem that you potentially would no, be? No, I mean, I, I only joke really, but I think we are getting much better with it. People are much more conscious, but I, I mean, it's a concern for like me as myself and a doctor. As Myself as a doctor, that yeah. a lot of people still don't realise the potential implications of not using protection. And a lot of the time think, and the most common th reason I, I hear is, well, if I have any <coughs> symptoms or I caught anything, I'd know, right? And I go and get treated. What people don't realise is that at least half the time with chlamydia, you don't even know that you've got it. 
and you can yeah. still be causing damage to yourself and other people. So that's what that's what kind of worries us. And it's good to hear that. It's nice to hear that yeah, people that's, actually that's have story. You know, are, are carrying condoms. Brilliant. And I then think maybe ten years ago, when I was going to Zanti and and all these places that. If you ask that question, a lot of people wouldn't have had that, and that's why there's so many uh, young mothers. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, so just really quickly as well, it's like talk about like the other like contraceptives that people can can go through and like how how accessible they are and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, and a good thing that an advancement we're making is you know staying on the theme of condoms for a second is that they are much more accessible. Okay. For example, um, uh, there's this clinic called Conifer, which is working in the kind of northeast of the country to work and try and encourage people to have STI checks and have condoms. And um, they actually will send STI kits to your home. You can go into clinic and, um, and, and these, in these situations, you can ac- have access to condoms. Um, so that's really good. And there's loads of ways you can register online now, as well as popping into your sexual health clinics, contraceptive clinics, even some GP practices as well. Um, in terms of other contraception, there's no other better way to prevent, protect against STIs than use barrier methods. So that barrier method is essentially condoms. If you're looking to prevent pregnancy, of course, there's a range of options for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, of course, there are more and more tests being done about men and trying to use a male contraceptive pill, but they haven't quite nailed it on the really? head yet. Because, That's interesting. Yeah, because, a male contraceptive. Yeah, so but then you'd have to prevent the production of sperm in some way, and that's quite a complex that's process. And actually, if you block the testicles, you can block the function of other things like mm. you know, te- you know, testosterone and yeah. you know, other important things that we actually need. So, so is that on trial at the moment? Or well, they have trialed of... quite a few different ones, and they haven't really found a perfect solution. And oh, I see. I know there's a lot of women out there saying, "Well, hang on, you know, if we it's have to take hormonal yeah. pill, it's unfair." And actually, I think they've got a really good point, but we just need to find a way of doing it. That is safe. That's yeah. that's, what, that's yeah. the important thing. That is really interesting. That adult pill. I didn't think. I didn't. Ma- the man pill. Man pill. The man pill. Yeah. And which bit? What man would take it? Pill. Would people be too so, yeah. prideful? While 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 I've got you here, man, I really wanted to ask you a, a couple of quick questions about mental health mm-hmm. because a lot of young men, and I want to keep this light, but a lot of young men, um, as you probably know, I think the biggest killer under fifty for men is suicide, and mm-hmm. I have a lot. Of, I've had a lot of friends that have dealt with mental health I've, I know myself I've had anxiety depression gone through a lot of stuff um, I just wanted to hear from a doctor uh, and maybe share to the listeners what the best options are what you uh, would say is there an av- is there availability for help yeah, where yeah, to get the sure. help what is the best help sure. because the reason why I'm asking is because I know myself that and for me or friends that have been in really dark places because Sometimes you feel quite. It's hard, even to me now. It's, it's hard as a man yeah, yeah. To, to talk and speak it. about certain yeah, things. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I work a lot with the Samaritans. I'm, I'm in a kind of ambassadorial role with them because I think what the work they do is incredible. And what they did recently is did some research into into men and, and men being open about asking for help. And they found that two in five men, even if they were absolutely desperate and really in a dark place, they would never ask for help. And that's actually a really recent study. So it shows we've still mm. got work to be done because people yeah, feel like they can't. But there's loads of help out there. I mean, the Samaritans you can speak to confidentially over a phone. Um, of course, not forgetting like your GP. There's, there's loads of different kind of areas of support, but it's breaking down the barriers that prevent people from wanting to ask for help or feeling comfortable to. Because the worst scenario I've had in A&E or the worst scenarios have always been when people have taken extreme measures or done something or self-harmed. And I've asked them, you know, is this the first time you've said to anyone I'm struggling? And they go, yes, because yeah. that's a disaster in society. Yeah, yeah. Really. You want people to be comfortable. So I, mean, I talk about this a lot in my podcast, The Waiting Room, and actually when Jack Fincham was on, and I spoke to a psychiatrist about this as well. And 
you know, the biggest thing, the biggest barrier is breaking the stigma. Once you make it normal for people to talk about mental health, it'll all flow. You know, yeah. if, you, if you had a cold like you did, you called me and said, I've got a cold or whatever, I've got an ill, I'm, I'm ill, I'm in Ibiza. It should be the no same problem. thing. It should be the same mental the same health. Thing. Like, it's the same thing. But it's hard to call your friend and say, hey man, I'm depressed. It, it shouldn't be though. Yeah, but and it's I, mad because it I, shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. I agree, but well, I agree, but it is. Yeah, it it is. Is. and a lot of it's to stigmatize words over time. Like, um, you know, some people say like something like psycho, or they say like uh, I don't know. You know, all those kind of words that like put like a negative connotation. Yeah. That, yeah. that that's oppressive, and there is a kind of no like, especially in older people, an idea that if you're if you've got a mental health problem that you're weak, and that's absolute nonsense. Yeah, the most successful course. people I've met in life. Uh, and the stories I've heard of, 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 of battles with mental health. Some yeah. of the crea- biggest creatives in the music industry, the creatives within art, you know, scientists, you know, juggle with it. So there's no kind of link with the ability to be successful. Yeah, excellent okay. stuff. So that's really, really interesting. And Dr. Alex, he does a lot of um, videos and help uh, with mental health on his Instagram and his Twitter. So give Alex a follow. It's at Dr. Alex George. Yeah, absolutely. And if you if you are struggling. Google online to the Samaritans, have a look where your nearest uh, help uh, personal contact clinic is or even call their helpline because they're there 24 hours a day, so don't feel shy. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. Excellent stuff. So we're going to play a song now and we're going to say goodbye to the lovely Dr. Alex George. (laughs) And just before I do go, a shameless plug, if you do like your cars, check out my uh, YouTube channel at Dr. Alex George or Dr. Alex George on YouTube because I've got a few... uh, Nice machines on there. <laughs> okay. You need to come on the channel as well because you're going to come do. on. We're going to do. You know we're play your music. We're going to dance around s- and have a boogie. I saw. I saw the nice. video of you and Jack Fincham in like. Was it an Aston Martin? Uh, F type, a Lister F type, seven hundred horsepower nearly. Oh, that was like I really, really, really. I feel Don't like. Don't worry, I'll take you. I'll take you on out in a nice one. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got a Lambo. We'll get a Lambo. For you. So make sure you also follow Dr. Alex George's YouTube channel because it is really, really good. There's so much that he puts on, like content-wise, and it's it's all free to take a look at. Whether it's a, a really cool video about cars, or like I said, help on on mental health and sexual health and all that sort of stuff. We Excellent could. stuff. Thank, Thank you. Very Cheers, much. guys. Alex. Thanks for having me. Lots of love. Fubar Radio presents Michael Payne and Marcel Somerville. This is our special guest co-host, <laughs> Terry Walker. Hey! We got gorgeous in the building. Hey! Oh, gorgeous, 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 gorgeous in the building. Hey! That perfect sounding person that you hear yeah. on the fourth mic is Brie Runway. You're uh, of Ghanaian descent. Yes, right? I am. You said, what image to love is better? Is this an argument that's going to start? Oh. Do you know what? You guys' is rice is it's not good. Oh, it's on the Michael Payne and Marcel Somerville. Every Wednesday from 4 pm to our radio. Tuesday Takeover with Sam Bird. On Fubar Radio. Yo, welcome back to the Tuesday Takeover with myself, Sam Bird, and we have our second guest in the studio. Yes, yes. It's Cameron Bluefield. What's good, baby boy? You all right? What's good, man? Yes, <laughs> I'm very well. And we've just been uh, basically. Sammy's just gone off. I don't know where he's gone. Yeah, Maybe to do his hair. It's a- Possibly something like that. Bringing up a lot of issues. Hair. Apparently, he's it's raining earlier, uh-huh. and he. 
didn't want to get his hair all frizzy because he's obviously got these lovely braids. And he told me he took a t-shirt out of his bag. Nice. And he put it on his head. It's not the first time this has happened. <laughs> I've been, uh, we've been on nights out before. We've woken up in the morning. He hasn't had his do-rag and he's had to put... I can't work out whether they were clean or dirty, but pairs of underwear oh, on his underwear. head. So it's... If anything, a t-shirt is a step up. A step up. It's just been an upgrade. <laughs> so we're doing it's been right. an upgrade. Vaguely professional. So we'll uh, be joined again by Sammy very, very soon. Um, but the listeners don't know who Cameron is. No. So let's hear a little bit about Cameron Bloomfield. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you come from? I come from Essex and I spend a lot of my time in London and all around and I make, oh, I'm just getting a massage from Sammy after he's he back now. came Hello. and abandoned us. That's a good way to make up for it. Add to wee wee. we got to let it out. Uh, uh, Sammy Switch has got to drain himself. Ah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I make music. I've just been living life gallivanting around the continent for the last like six years soaking up stories and then spitting them out in some music and so I've Amazing. finished finished a whole new project now and I've started putting that out into the world um, what's that project called? Uh, that project is called The Morning After and I just announced it a couple of days ago actually that it's coming out when is it? 20th of November? 40th? It's something around that, mid-November so I'm working up to that at the moment and releasing a lot of new music up till then so that is that's what's going on in my life. Amazing. Just yeah, really, qu- just really quickly, man. Um, I want to hear all about your music, and mm. I want to hear all about uh, where what, you, what inspires you, and I want to hear the music that you've heard. Ooh, I know I've already heard it, but I want ev- I want the world to hear it. But I've just been asked to to discuss a couple of things about you that are a bit more interesting. I just want to say about your hair. <laughs> so why do you have this long mane? Uh, I mean, that will happen if you don't cut it for a year. <laughs> Basically, it just why, keeps why, on coming out. Why haven't you cut your yeah, hair? Why haven't you cut your hair? Because uh, this is one of the things I respect. I had you. a haircut yesterday, Cameron. You are looking <laughs> yeah. fresh right Thanks, now, mate. So I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. Both of you. Thanks a million. In Par- completely different apparently ways. Apparently, there's a story behind Par- it. Yeah. Well, I... I decided I that there's an Instagram story behind there it. There is an Instagram okay. story behind it. I put basically, I was getting bored of having a very, I had the same thing going on for a while and I got very bored of it and I decided I wanted to try and see if there was truth to this whole thing of if you grow your hair, you're going to find new strength. This one had been piping on about it for time. <laughs> yeah. He's been growing his hair for so Damn. long and he's like, Cam, Cam, I, I get stronger every day. It's coming <laughs> out of my hair, I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah. As you would have heard in the last 58 minutes of this show, there's a lot of hair, hair strength going on. Yeah. So I thought I'd give it a shot and then a couple weeks into it thought alright well this isn't going to be a short term thing either, either I can continue it for as long as or I'm going to fix it up soon because it's going to look shocking if I just go in the middle bit so I put an Instagram story up stupidly said to the people that follow me on Instagram should I do this and obviously unanimously on one of those they polls. Like, yeah on oh, a poll, oh, a poll. Sh- yeah, yeah. should I not cut my hair for a whole year yeah, and so oh, obviously, yeah. yes or no, yeah, basically. Yeah. So as I would fact, definitely press yes. Yes, yeah, so you want to see that. Of course. You want to see it, you just want to mess up a guy for a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's only natural. I was an idiot to think that I was going to come out and of that looking fresh. Like, I can say about Cam is that he sticks to his word. So stuck to it. He stuck Amazing. to it. And it's great. And there was a period I was like, I didn't like it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you get that in between stage where people grow their hair. That's just like, that, yeah. it's that weird stage. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you have to <laughs> it was bad. I've been yeah. there. If I've you look at my, inst- well, if you look at anything from four to seven months ago, there were a lot of hats coming into play. Mm. Yeah. Couple, one, two beanie. <laughs> yeah. I had the same period. <laughs> different day, period. different hat, baby. One, two yeah. beanie situation. So yeah, that, that came through. And now I feel like I'm embodying a whole new man. Yeah, I that's feel good. I, there, there, there is truth to this strength in length yeah. thing. Strength in length. Strength in length. You've just started training for a marathon. I have. I've got a marathon in 
four weeks, three, four weeks, so like a whole one. If if, a, t- if a year ago when we were partying hard, I said to you, next year you're going to be. What do you mean a year yeah. ago? I'm talking like six I mean, weeks okay. ago. <laughs> this, this, this is I've been I've been training and I've been trying to do partying. Balance, That's very very true. I'm just saying, a year ago or two years ago, I said your hair would be this long and you'd be running a marathon. And you'd say, ah, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth yeah. shut. Um, but no, it feels good, man. It feels like it's like I was saying the other day, like the whole thing with doing music as a career as well as doing it as something that you love and that you're passionate about is you're not always in control of it and you're not always in control of how it makes you feel as well because there are so many moving parts, so many people involved in it that aren't you. So I like to push myself in something that I'm in complete control of stupidly as well I'm making a lot of stupid decisions this year stupidly I've decided that that was going to be a marathon this year <laughs> so, stupid decisions it. but you're bringing out some great music that's oh, true thanks kids. great music <laughs> and there is a song that I absolutely love and we are going to play it later yeah um, but as someone myself yeah. uh, that's I'm only just kind of getting into the music industry they say I've DJed for kind of a long time but for fun I've decided to now you know, make it as part of my career. Yeah, You've yeah, actually yeah. been to one of my DJ sets. I have. You? That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I Which think. Which one was that? That was. Do you know, it's somewhere like random. Oh, you tell you what, I'll go oh, to Bedford. Bedford. After Brighton. After Brighton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we had a. Yeah, that, that was a random one as really well. Just, oh, just really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a random one, that one. And that that's was, what it That was after the Great Escape Festival, and about 10 o'clock, we decided, fuck it, let's go to Sam Bear's Escape. Shall we go home? Shall we spend another night in Brighton? No, let's trek up to Bedford and rave with Sam. Because I was literally like, I was thinking I was. My like manager or something, he'd like cancel. I was like, oh, I hate going on my own. Like, so I think I said to you, you're like, I've had no sleep, and oh, then yeah. I convinced someone in the group, and then you all decided to yeah, come yeah, for yeah, the journey. Yeah. So I think the person you convinced right. was Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew who to attack in that group to make that <laughs> yeah. motive happen. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Jordan is one of our friends. If you didn't know, yeah. But, um, Shout out Jordan. Shout out Jordan. Go, ahead, go on, Jordan. Um, cool man. So uh, yeah, so as as someone who's been like coming into the music industry and I'm getting into it, like what kind of advice? Because you've kind of you've done it for a young age. Yeah, I've done music from for my whole life, but I've also like music has been my only thing that I concentrate as a like career job, whatever you want to call it. From pretty much as soon as I left school, it was just before I, I left school that I went into a studio the first time, and then that was the f- yeah first time I'd ever been in a recording session. Um, and that was with Getz and I wrote a chorus and sang it and that ended up wait a second wait a second the first time you went into the studio properly was with Getz yeah I actually didn't know that casual (laughs) you were destined for greatness (laughs) just throw that whole time too I didn't know that yeah that was the first time I'd ever been in a session I spent many many a time in hood bedroom studios from the age of 13 yeah the first time you went in you went in with my fucking idol (laughs) yeah nuts (laughs) that's crazy it's so crazy and that I actually didn't know that first session I thought I knew you Ah, uh, well, you're still finding things out for a while, mate. Ah, uh, sure, there's many, uh, many Covering layers layers this onion. Hella layers. Many, many layers this onion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um, some of them in the shape of gets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up spending like a good couple of years with him, actually. And the, the whole band and the team there, um, after that tune ended up on his album, the Rebel With A Cause album, and then we went touring that for like a year and got really tight with him and all of his crew as well. Which is where I met Phil, like one of my best friends now. He was my old manager, but we just became such good friends over that time he was looking after gets at that point that's how i met phil to oh, start with see. so like everything just the first time i met effie who was one of our both of our best best yeah. friends kind of I how think we met yeah that's yeah. kind of what i've seen so when i've met someone you meet someone else and and that's like the journey so you kind of have to get quite good at networking 
and yeah, get yourself out point. and about there. Yeah, but I think like the one thing that I found is that whenever I've tried to do networking, it's always ended up in something that's been like useful for a little bit, but it's never really led to any of those connections that I really hold dear. All of these so, friendships so I have if now. You don't get put into a studio for the first time with Getz if that <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen yeah. Yeah. what advice would you give to some of the musicians. listeners that are trying to break into the music industry um, I would say always like don't be don't be scared of making risks and always do like the wildest thing that you think it, that you can do in that moment don't play it safe because like your your taste is king really like looking for other people's validation of an idea is only like, good for so long like you really do have to learn to just trust what's going on in yourself and so if that is something that is a bit mad, like try it. If it doesn't work out, cool. But if it only doesn't work out if you don't think it's worked out, not because someone else has said yeah, it hasn't yeah. worked out. Because there have been plenty of ideas that we've started in a session and like a writer or a producer hasn't quite got it yet, but we'll develop it, develop it, develop it. And then later on it will come back. And I was like, I told you that was the idea. Yeah. I knew that was the one. But And same, similarly the other way, there have been writers and producers and whatever in sessions that have come up with an idea and I haven't got it to start with. And yeah. maybe it's a mental block for me. Maybe it's because I haven't explained it in a way that I've connected with or whatever. But it's come back round later on in the session and it clicks and it's wild and it's the best thing. So it's yeah, just take the risk. And one of the songs that has clicked is a yeah. new song called Another Man's Woman. Hey, yes. yes, 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 yes. Uh, which is your brand new song, which it's I one of my love. Favorites. Um, Another Man's Woman. What's the message? Uh, well, much like, <laughs> much like Snakes on a Plane, it's a pretty self-explanatory <laughs> title. Um, I, I write songs about my life, Mr. Sandbird, and there was a period of my life where I was single for quite a while, and uh, for whatever reason, other, women who were otherwise engaged seemed pretty interested in single me. And this was one particular story of that. And it was, it's a more about just how, like, how you can mess with yourself and justify things internally when realistically you probably shouldn't. Amazing. Well, yeah. I think we should give it a little listen. So this is Cameron Bloomfield with his new song, Another Man's Woman. <laughs> Sticking to my lips like the Tuesday Takeover with Sam Bird on Fubar Radio. Hey. Welcome back on your Tuesday with... Yours truly, Sam Bird. Take over Tuesday. <laughs> what a name that is. And we've got my co-host Sammy switching the building. And we're joined by our very special guest, Cameron Bloomfield, who you just heard there with Another Man's Woman. What, what a beautiful tune. song, man. What a beautiful song. I've got goosebumps everywhere. It's just like one of those like vibey, just chill out. Little glass of wine. There's it, boy. I could, you know, watching I, watching Bake Off. See, that's the thing. You say that. He skanks. Oh, he yeah. skanks me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got a bit of everything. Multi-dimensional stinky yeah, bass yeah. lines. Nice. Mm. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. Excellent stuff. So, Thanks, you two are best friends. Mm. I know you, obviously, anyway, Cameron, and like we've had some nights out and stuff, but yeah. you've got a bond that, you know, I, I can't get in between, okay? So, <laughs> I'd love to try. know how you guys met. Uh, well, this was... <laughs> this was this was a meeting that had been prophesized for quite a while before. We got a lot of mutual friends, uh -huh. and we were supposed to meet each other so many times before we actually met. Yeah. There was like all of the the four gigs. So we've got some mutual friends from Southampton who are a DJ collective that both of us were doing a lot of shows with cool. around the similar both of us time. Went on tour with around the similar time. Yeah, all around the country, and there were, it was always the way where we would just not be on the same ones for whatever reason. We wouldn't be on the same ones, and there was like a good year or so where we were supposed to meet each other but didn't, multiple other things as well. And then randomly we bumped into each other in Ealing Studios in Robbie's room. But uh, before, before we bumped into each other, 
So many people have said to me, man, you got to meet this guy, Campbell. He reminds me of you a lot. You speak about similar things. You have a similar kind of like ideologies. And you had had the same thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was almost like one of those things when people tell you that you're really going to get on with someone. It told me, it happened to me recently when I went to a wedding. Someone told me I'm really going to get on with their son. And I'm like, it's when you meet that person because it's almost a bit forced because you're like, ah, yeah. maybe we need to be friends yeah. now. Yeah. And, but anyway, within yeah. 10, 15 minutes, you, 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 you say it anyway. Well, no, we were, just, we were just in the studio with everyone else who so just laughing about having a couple of drinks everyone else goes outside it's just me and Sammy in there and then in the 10-15 minutes that it takes for them to finish up outside and come back in we've gone on this mad series of tangents and figured out what love is on a chemical level within the body oh, oh, it's like it was just got one a proper ones. deep one it was from the get go that first ever the meeting. conversation started with I've been told we're going to be friends and then it ended with a long embrace it's memories are a physical thing and they're in your body and you've got loads of memories of the same person and then they all build up inside you is that what love is I think you might be right man (laughs) I think you might be onto something I think you really might be onto something the thing is I haven't really like had those sorts of conversations until meeting Sammy Oh, hey, oh, yeah, and then they'll happen on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I help it? Yeah, and and it, it's just the type of person yeah, Where are you, you are. from? I just very free, <laughs> very open, very loving. That is Sammy Switch. Oh, thank yeah. you, sir. And if you want to follow Sammy Switch on Instagram, he oh, has got it. Yeah. What's your, what's your handle, Sammy? It's S-A-M-I underscore Switch. So give Sammy Switch a follow. He's got some great music coming out. And like oh, I said does. before... We're going to play one of those tracks at some point. Yeah, man. Exactly. All just musicians in a room here. Just hanging out. Couple of best friends. And talking of best friends, let's play a little game. Okay. Okay, let's play the best friend game. Oh, cute. Also known as (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Or Mr. and Mr., we'll say. Mr. and Mr. So. Who's the Miss? I've given you guys a pen and paper. Don't wink at me like that, sir. And (laughs) basically, I think you know how Mr. and Mrs. works. Right. I'm not too sure. You... So basically, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to write down on the bit of paper which one of you two think the answer to that question is. Do I need to hide Let's see my they match. test paper? Like ha- well, when you write it down, make sure... Go over there. Yeah, I'm gonna, make I'm sure that Sammy here. doesn't see it. Sure what do you it. win, Sam? I'll be telling the listeners, um, whoever, whoever obviously, win, if I win, what happens? We, someone, we get the other one gets to buy the other one dinner. Alright, come on. Okay, do you want to do that then? That, yeah. I mean, that's down to you. Actually, how do you win? I don't get it. You don't really win. I don't. Am I being stupid? We're, can, look, we're, we're both winners. You're right? both winners. Basically, you need to try I'll and get both the fucking losers, but we're also <laughs> yeah. both winners. Both winners. <laughs> you okay, need cool. to try and get as much matching answers as possible. Okay, okay so we both win. Yeah. Uh, we both, sure. We're going down together. You both or basic, going up together. This okay. is really justifying if you are actually friends. Oh, fuck. Basically, no pressure, Sam. Alright. So, we're going to go question. <laughs> Number one. Your eyes just got really intense. Who's the noisiest? Stop it. This is going to be too easy, man. You're I'll make it hard, then you are. We'll start easy. We'll start easy. Okay, how do we reveal? Do we reveal to the camera or do we reveal to you? Just reveal to me and I'll, I'll, okay. I'll tell yeah. the listeners what? what we'll have worked with. Three, two, one. Both have put Sammy, so well done. <laughs> Question... Well Question done, one. <laughs> You've got that one right. Well done. I feel like I can just keep this here. <laughs> just keep okay. Year. Who's the messiest? Foul. All right, ready for the next question? Okay. Make sure you hide it. Who is the horniest? Ooh. Bear in mind, we've actually got uh, Cameron's girlfriend in the other room watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Wait, Safety three, two, one. two, one. I've got Cam. Right? Yeah, both Cam. Yes! <laughs> Cameron! You're doing business with you. You horny boy! Uh, you horny, horny Looking boy. at other men's women. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I was a, oh, a single was, man. Single man. Cam has many sex. <laughs> okay. Okay, next one. It's a healthy addiction. Healthy addiction. That's good. I like it. Let's go. I Are you ready? Your order is Keep it so nice Who's the Question three. <laughs> Who okay. eats more? This is easy. You'll be surprised. Three, two, one, go. Calm. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. I did put not it, expect that. Put it away, boy. No yeah. offence to you, Sammy. I'm not yeah, like... Well, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take it. Cheers, pal. <laughs> no, 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 no offence to you. I got um, slow metabolism. <laughs> okay, I've got, I got one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> got one more. I'm gonna go controversial now. Hopefully, this doesn't ruin your friendship. Oh, great! Out of the two of you, who's more likely to get a number one first? Oh, uh, hmm. that was a good question by you. Three, two, one, show. He's put Sammy, he put Cam. So that's very uh, nice that you both put that. That means you are good no friends. Way. That was a trick question. That actually does mean you're best friends. And you support each other's career. Always. That is lovely. You know, that's what it is. And I actually heard that you've got some stuff coming out together. Yes. you got a joint EP coming out. Yeah, we've been so working I'd on a little joint project. That. I'm sure this is too. Like uh, you never do. Take a second to. Tell me, baby. Yeah, I should should talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, um, what's going on? It, it kind of started accidentally. We've just been making loads of music together anyway for the last couple of years. And then there's a couple friends of ours specifically that we've worked with quite a bit. Uh, Robbie, our friend Robbie, Benji Totten, who's an amazing producer. He also plays guitar for Georgia Smith. Yeah. Whenever, he's back in the, whenever he's back in the country off tour with her, he holds both of us and we have the best time. Honestly, yeah, those sessions are amazing. Like, they're the ones you come out of and we've had like, the long drives back home where you're just like, I've you, heard about you, this. Chuck it on repeat, chuck it on repeat, it. chuck it on repeat. Yeah. And then we'll go, go sit in a pub at like, I'm like pub garden at one in the morning and be like, I don't want to go home yet. I still want to blast it. Let's put it on repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but he, yeah, proper prophecy guy. And we've, we've got a f pretty much We done. just ended up with enough songs together to be like, this justifies us to make an EP. Yeah. I should have sent one of these. I should have sent one of them to play. But I've sent Icarus. Ah. ah, sure. Next time. Right. There's always a future now. So I haven't now. heard Icarus. And do you say they both... You've got a song about a Greek god. La well, Greek, Greek myths, like Greek Lazarus. Myth. You've got a song about a Greek uh, Well, no, myth. Lazarus is out of the Bible, actually. He's not even Greek. Just oh, sounds geez, Greek. just sounds similar. Oh, it just yeah. sounds similar. Icarus is Greek, That ruins it. Well, no, it's historical. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go deep history. <laughs> Icarus is about, I think he's a demigod who, in Greek mythology, who flew too close to the sun because he was given wings. Yeah, his dad was like, don't go too don't high. Don't go too high. And he flew too close to the sun, and he obviously died, but his wings went off, and he plummeted to the earth and died. And basically, that's... Wholesome. That, that <laughs> sounds very much like Sammy Switch to me. Floyd's so high. I fly so high, right? And Lazarus is... Lazarus was the guy that Jesus rose from the dead. Um... Yeah. So it was all about the song's all about rebirth. The main line in the song is we'll be born again soon. And so that was the kind of human embodiment of that sentiment. Ah, it's a beautiful song, man. <coughs> they just sound similar and it wasn't even intentional. 
I might still hear some of his video ideas, but not some <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I'm not talented enough to steal his song ideas. Cam plays about 40 instruments. <laughs> well, he's a very, very, very talented guy, yeah. I must say. This is true. So I was um, thinking as well in terms of new listeners and stuff like that and people that want to get into the music industry because people listen to Fubar Radio. They are so interested in up-and-coming music and all mm. that sort of stuff. And Good. they're musical people as well, and they, they want to break in and stuff like that. What I found quite hard when I first um, started trying to produce my own stuff is going into sessions with people mm. and coming up with ideas because I was quite new to it. What sort of advice would you give both of you, really, because you've done sessions together? Yeah. What kind of gives you inspiration? How do you start? How do you get the ball rolling? And Sammy, don't say a double whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, a triple whiskey. <laughs> it always to start. And no, I'm joking. I think just... For me, it's to be brave. Mm. It took me a while to be brave. Brave enough to be able to share your idea. If you have an idea, even if it sounds like it's not poppy or not something, believe it. And to be brave enough to share it. And more, than you, more times than you know, if it's not right, the person that's with you in the room will, will be like, okay, bro, this is cool, but let's try another one. Mm. Usually, the first idea is right. So it's sick. So, but I would just say, be brave, be brave, yeah. because and be cool. Someone told me when I was younger, I was hanging around with a lot of older guys. Um, one of them who had been in the music industry a lot, um, the son of Liz Mitchell from Bernie M. Twan, shout out Twan, <coughs> literally, basically brought like brought me up as long as well as my parents. But he he, he helped me for a lot from the age of fifteen onwards. He told me to be cool is to not care what anybody thinks. And if you ask the coolest, what you think the coolest people on the planet are, is the, is the person who walks into a room and looks like they don't care, or like they don't care. I've seen, I think you're really cool, and I'm not even blowing smoke because you're my close friend. Cam will turn up to a gig in pajama bottoms and a vest, <laughs> and it just works. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just because, swagger. You, because you don't so, care, it works. Of course. If you walk in there like, oh, I'm doing this to try and be cool, it's like, and I'm somebody who's taken a while to, f to find and feel cool uh, since uh, like to really believe it and now I'm called as bloody fucking fuck trust me <laughs> trust. <laughs> I'm really messing I'm really messing but it takes a long time but you, you can just, it just just to be cool and to be brave yeah and by cool I don't mean industry cool I mean to yourself cool yeah, yeah. be comfortable comfortable yeah um, stuff. I'd say as much as you can try and like you have to when making something you have to take ego out of the equation 100% like yeah. you can't you can't do something to make yourself look good. You have to do it because it is good. And uh, they're like, they're two separate things. And that's not even like, even in a good way, that, that isn't just saying like, don't think something is good just because you made it. There's also the point of view of like, don't think something's bad just because you made it and you're in a bit of a funk. Like being able to take yourself up out of the situation and then if it is good, be able to say like, I rate this idea because you're rating the idea, you're not rating you. And they're kind of two different things so to be able to separate your creation and your art from your feelings about it as the creator is really important excellent stuff now thank you very much Cameron for coming in yeah, your man. song is amazing he's got loads of stuff coming out you can follow Cameron Bloomfield on Instagram all his stuff's gonna be on there it's Cam Bloomfield on Instagram amazing tracks amazing guy thank you so much thank you, thank you. and I hope that you come in again soon. I yeah. will. We're going to play another will. track now. It's called All of Us. It's by PNAU featuring Ollie Gabriel. No. And then next we've got Kevin Adams, who is a entertainment 
veteran and he's going to be coming in here it's true he's going to be coming in and he's, he's got so many good stories he's such a so dude. we're going to play a song and then we'll be back with Kevin thank you very much Cameron I love you Tuesday Takeover with Sam Bird on FUBAR Radio yo 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 we are back FUBAR Radio Tuesday Takeover by yours truly Sam Bird that was All of Us by PNAU. What a banger that was. That was banging, man. That was a good tune, wasn't it? And this time, we're joined by our last guest, Save the Best Till Last. Yes! It's the one and only hey. Kevin Adams. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> yes, yes. Kevin Adams. You can follow him on Instagram at Kevin Adams Official. It's popping over there. Yeah. Oh, popping. You better know it. Especially you better know it. So night. make sure you oh. give Kevin a follow. Now, I'm going to introduce Kevin a little bit and then he can talk about himself because he likes to do that. <laughs> So, uh, people will probably recognise the name Kevin Adams, and if you watch uh, the video of this, it's Kevin Adams from the one and only Fame Academy. Yes. Which was actually, I was young at the time, I'm only 26 now, but I did watch it Same. with my parents. I think did everybody you watch it? Yeah, I think, I think everybody, everybody, it was kind this of This is like, before Netflix, this is before online, so I yep. think everybody watched it, man. Everybody watched it. Everybody what, watched it. Before Colour TV. How far are you going yeah, back, yeah. And I thought I liked you. Don't bother before to touch cars, me, man. I mean, no one had anything to do. No one <laughs> I'm saying now, I don't really watch, like, with, this, with the, the five channels. Wow. You get me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Sorry, Kevin. Not it's, really it's true. liking the vibe in this room. I'm not going to lie. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Let's bring up. Let's it's all love it. The thing is, me and Kevin are kind of... A bit like husband and wife because we actually live together. Yeah. We don't talk, but we live together. We live together. <laughs> so actually, we actually have this relationship, which wait, you'll probably realise. Wait, 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 wait. We, we live in the same house. We share, you, 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 we share a house. We don't live together because you're implying that there's a togetherness. We don't we, share a bed, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I have my room, different have rooms. We, we, have a, we don't share a bathroom. No, we don't. I don't see it really. There you go. Um, <laughs> which I thought maybe I should have a catch up by inviting you into the studio today. <laughs> yeah, finally, because he he's going to come in and time. go. You didn't wash up that cup. Yeah, <laughs> that could cross my mind. Yeah, a few yeah, pictures yeah. to show you a bit later. Don't know. Oh, oh, <laughs> I can't wait. So yeah, like Fame Academy, like we just said, it was like one of the biggest shows um, at its time, and it literally projected your life into something massive. And you've done so much since then. Uh, what was Fame Academy like? What was experience like? Faber Academy was absolutely amazing. They told me I was going to be on a show that was going to change my life. And, you know, I, before that, I was a dancer. When people tell you stories, you never, ever believe them because you always think, don't be so silly. It's never going to change my life. Yeah. But it was a pivotal point in my life because I'd stopped dancing, was kind of like easing off the choreography, and I wanted to find a different path. And then Fame Academy came along and enabled me to be a dad at home with my children. And that was just, it was just absolutely perfect. I always describe Fame Academy as the development of an artist. We put them into a studio, taught them how to produce songs. We put them with writers so they could write songs. And we put them with me, a performance coach, a vocal coach, so they could be the full package and make the most amount of money. I think there are other shows around on the time at the time and since then that have been about exploiting talent and that for me is not Very the way true. forward you don't put an artist and have everything done for them and give them a, a fee of probably nothing per week let these people be artists let teach them how to be artists and that's what kind of like there's no other show like fame academy there's no other show out there like fame academy no like yeah. you, you did actually create pop stars yeah Yes. It's really interesting you saying that actually because <clears throat> we've just had Cameron Bloomfield on the show and, he, and we've been talking about the whole process of being a songwriter and where it takes to be a star and how difficult it can be. So it's interesting that, uh, to, to get back on that topic. 
but since then what have you been up to man since then i um, had two children i got divorced um then was single for a while and then i started oh, doing oh, yeah. presenting that's my personal life by the way that i just thought i'd share with <laughs> yeah. you just bring that in <laughs> you, you didn't mean that <laughs> yeah i'm in all of it man let's, <laughs> let's dig deep no. okay so i've been working at sky for a few years um as a guest correspondent and doing a bit of journalism there i work as a nutritionist as well did a degree did some nutrition i think it's all about the fulfillment of self and i wanted other things to do so the presenting side is something that I do I present a show for the BBC I have done for the last five years I do this stuff at Sky I also guest at other places teaching ballet I work with the Royal Ballet Company I work with the Royal Ballet School I've done a lot of stuff in the past but I wanted more so I did a degree in human nutrition then I did a degree in um, a master's in strength and conditioning that's just, amazing man I'm writing my dissertation in the kitchen as we speak oh wow he knows that, his stuff he knows I didn't stuff. know that I he knows know his stuff. that's amazing um, and you have been a celebrity personal trainer as well I have um, you've worked with like, some major celebrities like one of them at uh, Robbie Williams yes what's he like to, to work with good hard worker absolutely hard worker it's one of those things you kind of like you get with a client and i always think to myself i've got to know the client and i've got they've got to want to do what i'm trying to get them to do so to achieve a goal so that's why i always have to meet a client first i don't just accept the person no matter how much they offer me really i know okay so you have to you have to fill the vibe yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes because it's so it, it's hard work for me to drag your goal out of you unless you really, yeah. so and if we're not working on the same page then why would i bother i wouldn't bother so uh with robbie he really was goal orientated and it was great we're out in la what's not to like and it was just goal driven and we achieved a goal um so yeah I st i'm still in contact with him i saw him last year at the x factor he invited me down to go and watch him on the x factor i was there that's good you were there, I was there. that's to me, right. like basically me and kevin have done so many like random events now like i said he didn't like it, but I called him an entertainment industry veteran. Um, but I'm so new into <laughs> going to these events and like, I've mentioned before, probably that the 50th time, but I went to the Brit after party. <laughs> wait, wait, Kevin, we've, we've established that the reason why that me and Sam know each other is because you forced him to go to the Brits. Exactly. And that's where we met. Thank you. So I've got to say thank you to you. Exactly. You I don't know this. And you've got a great friendship from that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just amazing. And it's brilliant. So, um, and like you said, you've been to all these events and these red carpets and you've really been through it. And it's like, it's very new to me. And I've, like I said, when I was in the room with, you know, Pink and Dua Lipa and stuff like that, I just, it, it was like really weird. It's like, I don't really feel like I belong here. It's, it's Johnny. It's, it's very like daunting and stuff like that. It can be, yeah. Yeah, no, it really Same is. for me. That was my first bits after party too, man. And if it, and I, I, but I bet, bet Kevin's walking around the room and he knows everybody. Right. No, I, he does. I, I, he I'm knows not, everybody. He knows everybody. I've he knows the guy. He knew was it the the all oh, the stylists because it was Jack Whitehall who was hosting, and he knows he knew his stylist. Kevin walked straight in. Do you know what it is? I, I danced at the Brits when I was a kid. I choreographed at the Brits after that. And then so you kind of like build up a base. And I'm kind of like nice to everyone. You don't know who is going to be who. I remember there was someone that was working at the BBC that was a runner when I first started. And now I'm not going to tell you who she is, but she's really high up at ITV. Okay, <laughs> and one of these people you have to be nice to. But she remembers that I was nice to her when she was a runner. And he's really nice to me, and that's how I'm able to just facilitate and gravitate my way around what is now a difficult place to work. That, that's interesting um, as well because just before you just before you came on again, we were talking about how some some sides of the industry, e.g., <clears throat> the influencer side, can be kind of the, there can be some events that are kind of fake, and you might meet some people that are, but in the music industry, Sam's felt more welcome. But um, mm. for, uh, with you especially, Kevin, the first or I, I don't know. 
it was a fashion show or something one of the things that you brought me to yeah uh, met you and I said to you, you've got such a big energy, you're so kind, you've got such a big thing, but sometimes you can straight away shut off, and I asked you why, and I've actually read, this actually really stayed with me. Um, you said that, like, once you've been in this industry for so long, like you've just said, to be kind to everyone is natural, but also to protect your energy. So if, if you could, like, uh, expand on that, because I think I learned so much from that, I would like the listeners to know um, that sometimes I give my all a lot, and I get hurt a lot, and now I'm learning how to not do that just as much, if you know what I mean. It's, it's a bit of a process, actually, because you start to meet people and you kind of learn. You, you, you have that inner gauge that just tells you, OK, this person's going to just zap me of my energy. As much as I want to encourage people and be positive for them, if all they're doing is taking, 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 I've got no one to close the door. So when I make a general sweeping generalisation, I don't care what anyone says, it's how I protect myself, that when I meet you, I gauge you, and then I'm like, OK, I've given you enough energy because you're a drainer. There are people out there that are drainers right, through no fault of their own. Yeah. Because people get to a place having been through something. I don't want to know your journey. I don't know, want to know why you feel a need to drain me. I want you to go and drain someone else because I don't want to be drained. I need to be, I need to be light right now, not yes. dark. Yes, I got yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. I got you. And yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for that because that was actually quite a changing moment for me. Yeah, I mean, Kevin and Adam has just, you know, been involved his, in a lot of people's lives and he, and he has changed people's lives. And one of the things that um, you've been in is the recent uh, documentary about uh, Jay Goody. And it's something that I watched quite recently and it's very interesting. And we, I want to talk about after the next song just about how going into an industry, because um, I was on Love Island that I've mentioned before, but I was very much guided into kind of like my journey. I got an agent and... Kevin, I'd love to kind of hear about like kind of how it was for her and, and, and the struggle she went through and how you were there and how you helped her. So um, we're going to be back with Kevin Adams after This Is Real by Jax Jones featuring Ella Henderson. Tuesday Takeover with Sam Bird on FUBAR Radio. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Tuesday Takeover with me, Sam Bird. That was Jax Jones, This Is Real, featuring Ella Henderson. And we're back with the one and only Kevin Adams. Yes! Kevin Adams, official <laughs> on Instagram. Beating myself up. What's Come up, on. Kev? What's up, Kev? Okay, so uh, we just brushed on that earlier before uh, we played that great song. Uh, and it was just talking about how I'd just seen uh, the Jade Goody documentary and I found it so interesting. And... I've been a person that's been on a reality TV show and I've come out and it's been, you know, I've come up with followers and it's been a bit crazy, but I got an agent so quickly and I was guided and um, I have to admit, I, I was quite lucky and I was quite blessed on, on how people looked after me yeah. and I really feel like I've had the support I needed. Yeah. Um, now, Jay Goody, if you don't know, she uh, was basically the biggest reality TV star and was on Big Brother, which was the biggest show at the time yeah. in terms of... You know, reality and putting and putting someone in a uh, in a house and massive massive star came out and basically was the first big reality TV star. Even I think to make millions, she made a lot of money. Made a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kevin, you were involved in Jay Goody's quite a lot because you were her personal trainer. I was. She, she left the Big Brother house in 2002, went into hiding, and I went and met her in hiding because we both had the same agent at the same time. Oh, I was gonna ask yes. how you knew each other. Yeah. So. I went into hiding, met her. We kind of like, we got on. I'd watched her journey through the show and with, with Jade, you kind of like, you, you, got, you got to know her, all about her. And I, I did, I ended up really liking her. Met her, we got on really well. And so I started to train her and that's how it all got started. But like you say, 
you had an agent to help you. But still with an agent, you still have to find a career path mm. because with reality TV, there's only so many personal appearances you can do. So you have to have something else to give. Otherwise, you hit that no man's land and you don't know what you're going to do. With Jade and with girls, it's a tad easier. Her weight fluctuated. She, she'd put weight on, she'd lose weight. If you asked her what her career path was, she would say, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. I kind of like, like beauty, so I started a beauty salon and that didn't work out and then I kind of like, like something else and I started that. So it was just, luckily for her, she took risks. Some of them didn't always pay off, but then some of them paid off really, I mean massively. But she had ups and downs. And I mean, I was there from the day she left in 2002 um, until her last breath. So kind of like I, I ran the whole gamut with her. Shit, man. And it was just at the time, which is very interesting, and obviously it's different now. There's so many reality TV stars. And like I said, she was kind of the, the, the first, first one. one yeah. uh, and <clears throat> the money was all different then, which I found really interesting. We didn't have Instagram. If you wanted to see your favorite celebrity, you would have to open a magazine and look at pictures of them. Yeah. So the, and everyone the, would buy the magazine. And everyone would buy the magazine. And there was big deals back then, wasn't there? There was. There was big deals. And I, I remember watching the documentary, and we're talking, I think that Jay potentially got a, a deal of a quarter of a million pounds for like an okay spread. Is that, is that the sort of money they were talking? That, yeah, that's ridiculous. It wasn't that much. It was a lot of money. Yeah. I know exactly how much it was. It was a lot of money. It wasn't that big. But to, towards the end, when she was actually ill and was terminally ill with cancer, the money for for things like her wedding was, was, was big money. But remembering that Jane Goody had an option, she was misdiagnosed by the NHS three times. Jeez. So everyone advised her, solicitors advised her, an agent at the time advised her that she should sue the NHS. And she was like, no, if I sue the NHS, it's gonna, it's gonna take money from my children. So I don't wanna take money from my children. So I'm gonna do what I do best, I'm gonna make money. I couldn't respect her more. Even up to her last breath, she was still, while she was still functioning, was thinking, okay, what can I do now? There was a Piers Morgan, I've never told anyone this, there was a Piers Morgan um, interview that was supposed to happen. She was supposed to go to the studio, but she was so, she was so fragile, so frail. Um, and so Piers had agreed to come to Jade's house. And the, Jade wanted that fee she was in tremendous pain it was being slightly numbed by morphine but still she <clears> was <throat> in so much pain and they got to the day before and she, she just literally couldn't do it and i think she cried then because she felt that she'd failed because that was another big chunk of money that would have gone to her, her children um regardless of anything it was her own no matter what I said and I'd always find something to say but there's no matter what I said she was like I could have done this interview and facilitated more money for my children for their life for their future life and it just it just didn't work out but it just goes to show that the the, the, the length that she was willing to go to to avoid going to the NHS and saying you have to give me this amount of millions yeah. because of what you've done yeah. to me she yeah, sounds I like mean, an angel man the work yeah the work ethic is in, in that like in, to be in that because of I mean, it makes me like when I when I've done come up the the show and I'm like complaining about going to a few PAs because I'm tired. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing yeah. compared to to that. And and you're right. Like I guess she didn't know how long. Like even you know before, like she didn't know what her job was. She didn't. She just knew people were giving her money. And and like I said I think there's another thing with some of like the reality stars at the moment. They're given a lot of money, but I just feel like they're really like kind of taking it for granted. They think they're the next big thing. And they haven't like really, 
like they don't know what they want to do as a career they just yeah. know like you know post on instagram which we said earlier when we talked about the um the fire festival song and how like people are influenced by you pay you pay an influencer some money and they want to put out a product yeah they don't know what the product is and their followers are actually buying it and it's just like it's kind of a crazy crazy world we live in now it's like these millennials if our grandparents realized that we are taking a photo <laughs> and, getting, and paid. getting paid and putting it on instagram they would be happy yeah no, they would not man. they would not be happy also you get paid the big money but then do, do people talk you through how to pay tax do people talk you through at the ah, end of the yeah. year you've got tax bill you've got vat to pay it's all well and good and it's so hard because i'm self-employed too when someone gives you five thousand pounds you think you've got five thousand pounds to spend yeah, but they, yeah, yeah. in reality you've got to pay 40 percent vat yeah. you've got to pay an agent 20 percent on the gross fee you've got yeah. to pay the agent's vat on the gross fee you don't so realize it comes down but you've already spent the whole that's, lot of the money mm, that's what happened to me i got my publishing deal and i didn't 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 really know how to spend it no one advised me and i and i spent it too too much of it before knowing what yeah, to do yeah. so many so many pitfalls and it's so it's so difficult you know because as an agent do you come in all guns blazing and say you need to get a manager you need to get like a financial advisor do you do that and i just think the onus has to be on someone to, to kind of like help and and guide people yeah i agree in the, a, whole, in the whole entertainment industry the music industry even with influencers with all the things that's why there's a lot of like we were talking to Dr. Alex, in this side of the world, there's a lot of mental health issues. I think that's probably because of things like this. They're not being accessed for musicians or people in this. People look at them as if they know their life's perfect, they know everything that's going on, when actually mm. a lot of people that I've met in this industry, as you have or you have, I'm probably more lost than someone who's got a stable nine to five, even though they might look like their life's perfect or they've got money or they're traveling a lot, they might be mentally unstable because they actually don't know where they're going next or what to do with their money or etc. But I, I do, I agree with Dr. Alex, there, there are, you might find a higher number, but because the, the population of people that are celebrities from reality or from any chosen field are lesser, so yes to a lesser number and the guidance is to a lesser degree yeah so it is it it is what it is i mean i don't i, I don't necessarily feel sorry for anyone that's able to facilitate making thousands of pounds per week of course that's that's great yeah amazing it's, it's absolutely great should there be other things along the line that help that person yes but you have to you have to think you can't go to every single person on a reality show and then guide them through their whole career because that's not the point of the reality yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not the point of a reality show. You don't go to work in Sainsbury's and then someone guides you through every aspect of your life. They don't guide you through how to do, pay your VAT. They don't guide you through how to get a mortgage. So we're putting the onus on television companies when really it doesn't matter. Sainsbury's a reality yeah. show or just starting your own business yeah there's so yeah, yeah. There's so many different things I, yeah. I don't know whether there needs to be I don't know more things online for some you know specific like jobs because it's a little bit different like the only different like, difference is I was very shocked about like I got more money than I was used to like straight away so it was a bit confusing and it was like oh I don't I don't really get it I now think, but yeah. luckily I had people like, around me and they supported me and that they kind of talked me through it and then they talked me through the industry and they, they showed me the way one of those people was obviously Kevin Adams because uh, I actually met Kevin we'll tell people actually how we met actually so it was it was at a party it was uh, Samira who was um, a Love Island contestant as well yeah. she was friends with Kevin and she had a birthday party and you know I like a party 
You uh, like and, and, and Kevin likes Sam the party like as well. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin likes, party. likes the party. So we met. Uh, we're at the party, and it's like we're dancing and we're in Mahiki and we're having a good time. And then I think we then like Kevin's like, "Oh, do you want to go to the X Factor like next week?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll go." Yeah. And then he kind of like started to kind of take me under like his wing in terms of like you need to go start networking more because yeah. Kevin is like one of the biggest networks ever. Yeah, yeah. he networks like hard, and it's basically like paved his career to success. And I think I think it's like something that I didn't really get from my agent straight away. He didn't like he hadn't been in the industry, but like because you've been in so so much, you'd, you'd give me so much advice, and it was and it was really really good. So I appreciate that, and uh, I will make sure I do the washing up uh, <laughs> yeah. when I just load the dishwasher. There's no washing up, just load the just dishwasher. Load the dishwasher. And and load load it. that hard, Sam. Um, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I understand. Uh, so Kevin, obviously we know what you do now. You're a presenter, and you do stuff as Sky News, um, BBC. You do BBC. Some stuff there. What you got going on? Oh, I've got a children's show called Got What It Takes. We're in our fifth season right now. We take eight children and we give them a singing competition, and they win a chance to perform at the big weekend it's an amazing prize oh, wow. on wow. the main stage so it's an amazing prize but during that there's a mum's challenge so I take the mums off to army assault calls I take them to um, Thorpe Park we ride on the rides and they have to recite songs from from a list that I've given them so it is it, the mums play a part and it's filmed over the summer it's such a great show I need to with watch an that amazing that sounds prize. amazing I didn't yeah, know you is. did that that sounds really cool we've had some really great people in as well to work on the show to, to be mentors to them as well because it's a lot of pitfalls as a child so we have like YouTubers come in we have like singing stars yeah. come in we've had some really good people so yeah great show Wicked. and you also are an amazing choreographer and you've got the Kevin Adams Academy Kevin Adams Academy yeah there is no better Harlow no Essex, man. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Don't laugh in there, girl. It's the best place. There's no, the there's no other place <laughs> but Kevin Adams Academy. Where else would you be? From the age of three to 18, we do street dance, singing, drama, um, and a little ballet and a little tap as well. So we throw it all in to give people a taste of what their life could be if they wanted to be in West End musicals or backing dancers on, say, tour with Little Mix. Exactly, and that's, that's the thing. It. So, if you are listening and you've got if a you son, a daughter, if you want to be a star, um, make sure you go over to Kevin Adams Official. He posts about the Kevin Adams Academy on there. Make sure you give him a follow. And uh, I just want to say thanks for coming in. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's been amazing. <laughs> it's been good. It's, it's been, been real. It's, it's been, been real, real good. It's been real. High fives all around. Yeah, um, so yeah, make sure you give Kevin Adams a follow. Thanks for coming in, and um, we're gonna play another track now before me and Sammy wrap things up. I know you don't want us to go, but we do have to eventually. Oh man, I know. So this is "You Got Me" by Next Habit. Tuesday takeover with Sam Bird on Fubar Radio. Yeah, hey, yeah. Welcome hey, hey. back on the Fubar Radio. Oh, that was nice. The Sing- Tuesday takeover <laughs> with Sam Bird. Sing it one more time. And also my co-host, who's been great, Sammy Switch. He's oh, got a lot thank- of interesting stories, a lot of things thank to say. You, sir. And thank you. I want you to kind of be my last guest because oh. we've been talking about this song okay. for the last two hours, and we're gonna play the show out with it because it is an absolute banger. Thanks a million. Um, so yeah, like basically, you've been talking about how it is about your life and how you have been kind of you know had your your ups and downs you've partied and you you're living life in the fast lane that's it man i've had a i've had a very tumultuous last few years good word um i hope that it makes sense because i'm not even sure if it is a word but i've had a very turbulent few years and 
It is basically a song. Uh, the truth is that my girlfriend and friends and everyone thinks that I'm great. That sometimes my lifestyle's a bit wild, as as do yours. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're continuously doing shows, you're continuously on the road, you're continuously doing. Um, in, it's just non-stop it's non-stop yeah, yeah. and it's a lot of socialising and a lot of drinking sometimes etc so it's basically a song about where's like the craziest place you've ever slept just on a random bench man <laughs> <laughs> between Portsmouth and Guildford oh and, I know that bench <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know and that one I got kicked off a train once when I was living out of a bag and it was the last train because I didn't have a ticket and I slept on a bench and I got the first train that's was it cold Reasonably, but you don't have a blanket or anything. No, I didn't know. Do you have a t shirt on the head? Keep the braids <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> I didn't have braids then. I probably slept in the crazier place. I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think. Now. Must have, you must have like many of a music studio. You must have slept on the oh, floor geez, of a music studio. I've slept on many a floor, many, many, a, floor. many a floor, and many a couch, many a floor, many a couch. And that's it, definitely. Because uh, you make music so late, I remember like I used to text you. Well, I still do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're like, oh, what, what, what are you saying? And you're like, oh, I'm just sleeping like on a music studio floor. I've been yeah. making music since like, like into the early Man, hours of the morning. I don't stop until it's done. On that note. On that note, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I've had a great time. I have too, and I love this. Thank you, Fubar. Thank you, Sam, for having me. It's been amazing. You've been a great co-host. And we are going to finish the show with the Sammy Switch with his new song, which isn't out yet. So this is an exclusive. Yeah. The song is called Icarus. You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com.